Corporate Courtney, and I am your host, Courtney Johnson. On this week's floor, I thought I'd take the time to talk about micromanagers. Yes, yes, a few floors ago, we did talk about microaggressions, but that is a little more pointed to those of a certain race. With micromanagers, it can be hit across all boards. And to be fair, I think sometimes when we talk about micromanagement or micromanagers, we may not truly know the actual definition of the word or the term. So to be clear, a micromanager is way too close to everything that you do. If you feel like your manager is always in need to know, is too in the weeds, is constantly asking for updates, is hovering over you, then you probably have a micromanager on your hands. And it may not always be to be malicious. You know, there are instances where you've got some narcissistic jerk who really actually wants you to feel less important and not in control of your own job. And those are people you need to flee and get out from under immediately. And you'll probably see that in other aspects too, just of a mean, nasty person operating with too much power. But for the most part, A lot of managers tend to get into micromanaging because they lack control. So anyone who has a fear of letting go or losing control tends to be a lot more in the weeds, super into the details, not able to delegate well, and causes that additional stress that is putting on you as being a micromanager. But there are some instances where some employees are actually having an accountability problem and therefore label it as micromanagement, but they don't want to have to answer to what they're accountable for. Paul Alexander from the Unstuck Group, he's a strategist, he often talks about really quick ways to identify what's micromanagement and what's accountability problem. Micromanagement focuses on the process, accountability on the outcome. Micromanagement assumes the worst. Accountability hopes for the best. Micromanagement requires employees to check in, and accountability gives them the tools to figure it out. However, if you've got a manager who has a control issue or an insecurity that things aren't going to get done, they want to know every little detail at all times. They're clocking in, they're making small changes as you progress, and they're not letting you complete stuff. You have no autonomy over your job. However, someone who has an employee that's really got an accountability problem, they're not letting their manager know where they're at. They're not doing check-ins. They fail to see the big picture and struggle with answering for what they're actually accomplishing. But for the most part, it's typically not an accountability problem. It's more so the insecurity that comes from managers and the inability to let go. If you're a leader, your job is to make sure that something that you're working on achieves its final goal, right? If you're in charge of the big picture and making sure that you're delegating these tasks out so that we reach the big picture, 
then you don't need to be in every single meeting someone's using to discuss. And you don't need an update every day on some large project. In fact, most of the time, if you set up the vision for everyone to understand what the big picture is, what the actual outcome you're looking for, your employees will make sure that you're being updated because they're going to want to validate that they're on the right track anyways. So managers, take a look at your calendar. If you've got so much on your calendar that you don't have time to actually assess what the big picture is or come up with really good key KPIs or objectives, then you need to be taking something off of your calendar and putting that time and that space in to do that. I bet a lot of the smaller things you don't actually need to be involved in. You're just too afraid and a little insecure about how the success of something is going to go won't fall correctly. And I get it. A lot of the time when something fails, it falls on you and you're just trying to prevent that. However, you're also adding roadblocks and becoming a bottleneck of your own by constantly making people stop or feel insecure about it. Having a manager who's prone to micromanaging isn't just annoying. It can actually affect your stress which can affect your lifestyle. The Kelly School of Business, which is a business school in Indiana, highly ranked, so if you're looking for a business school, I suggest you look into it. But they did a study over about 3,000 employees in their 60s for about a decade. And they found that people who had really demanding jobs but little control over their workflow or therefore were being micromanaged were 15% likelier to die during the study. Meanwhile, Others who also had a very demanding job but had a little more autonomy over what they were doing and working were 34% less likely to die. That's huge. Micromanaging can literally kill you. So if we're caring about our employees, we're going to halt that. And if we're caring about our health, we're going to make sure that we're talking to these managers on how to fix it. Employees definitely suffer the most from micromanaging. I mean, Honestly, when you think about it from someone who struggles with anxiety, they're trying to feel validated or feel important as a part of the project, or they're trying to make everything perfect. And no one can make everything perfect. So that responsibility falling on an employee to be perfect is insane and not reality. There's no way for everyone to do something all the time. So if you're suffering through a micromanager right now, what can you do? And I'm always a big proponent of a one-on-one making sense. Actually getting stuff done in the one-on-one, not just kind of talking about whatever and killing and wasting my time. So in that one-on-one, level set, ask what you could be doing better. And if they give you some, you're already doing it and you feel like you've been the short end of the stick of someone micromanaging you. That may be where the problem is. They don't see that how the work relationship isn't working. So the worst thing that you can do is actually accuse someone of micromanaging. It's going to take a lot of work to walk around that step. So if you ask what is there that you could do better or something that you could help to meet your manager's goals, that sets the intention that you're looking to change something or to better something as a part of the relationship. If they aren't able to give you any good feedback, that's you setting the intention that you want to be better. So from there, probably talk about 
how you work best being able to have autonomy or how you know you like the ability to be able to execute and then bounce ideas off of their your manager that way they understand that maybe you just need a little room and space to execute and then you can come back together in a one-on-one and give an update and share some information on what directions you think that things should change in. That should give you a little break and room to do what you feel like you need to. You know, and if it's taking you time out of your day where you're not actually executing on the tangibles, but you're having to make reports or updates and stopping your time, I would share that with them. I would be very smart about it. I mean, no one wants to be like, hey, I can't get my work done because you on my back. Yes, that may be how you feel, (laughs) but there are better ways to communicate that. That's where suggesting that check-in or that one-on-one is really going to be helpful. That way you're kind of saying, hey, I would like to be able to do my own thing because I need to execute on some of this stuff and then come back to you. And hopefully that's a good enough suggestion for a good leader to be able to set and reset that maybe too often we're doing too many check-ins. Or if they're getting pressure from their leadership all the time on how to really get these things done, maybe it's better for you to be able to say, hey, I want to set up some systematic way to keep you updated on this. So maybe I send out something end of day or by end of week, depending on how big your project is. You set the tone for how you think that the update should work and how it could help. But also keeping in mind that they've got a job and people to answer to as well. Setting it up from the beginning, if you're actually given a project, saying like, hey, I'm going to run with this for my own little time. When's a good time for me to check in and update you on this? That way you guys collaborate and have a conversation about it and you're partnering to success as opposed to waiting till they're hovering and micromanaging you. You can set the tone for how you want that to work. And managers, be on the lookout for some of these key things. If there's conversations and tone that you're not picking up on, There could be an indirect way your employee is saying, get off of my back. Especially if you're a project manager. A lot of the times your whole job is to drive tasks and to get these updates and to share those updates. But you've got to trust your employees to be able to do what you're executing on and in a timely fashion. I mean, if your goal is to get something done by some time, that's the date that you have projected. That's the date that you're communicating out. It doesn't help to have to bug them every minute like, hey, is this still on track? Hey, is this still on track? I would have a cadence to be able to do a check-in that makes sense and isn't overwhelming or overbearing. And also put a lot of the pressure and the autonomy on the employee to let you know when things are starting to deviate off track. If they're not giving you updates when they start to see things bottle, that's where you have a conversation with them on. I tried to give you the space and the autonomy to control and execute on things. And I needed you to give me updates. As long as you're clear on what that vision is or when to bring you in, that's how you show that you're a great leader. And that's how you still get things done. You're still able to communicate whether things are on track, but you're also giving the employees room to be able to figure that out on their own and bring you in when need be. I am just as capable to be able to say, hey, I know we said this date, but the more we look at it, we got left, right going on. And that is actually going to add an additional two weeks to what we were talking about. Then I communicate that out to a project manager. But if I see things are going left, and I know that they're trusting me to do that, that's my problem. And then I would expect a 
project manager or my manager to come to me and say, hey, we really needed you on this to be able to communicate and you didn't. It's a two way street here. Because if you're asking for someone to give you trust that you'll be able to execute, you have to make sure that you're able to communicate and update as need be. I don't think enough people in corporate America put themselves in another person's shoes and understand what the tasks are and why they're doing the things that they're doing all wrong. If you've got an issue with someone being a micromanager, are they being micromanaged above them? Are you giving them enough updates and details for them to be able to do their job? Do you know that they suffer from anxiety and trust issues? Or are they just flat out an asshole and you really just need to get yourself about that position? There are a lot of things that you have to balance to be good at your job at a lower level. That's not necessarily managing up, but it's being accountable for the work that you have. And managers, if you've been given that position to go up a level and you need to delegate work out, You need to set the tone that you not only trust your employees to do it, but you have their back when things go awry. You know, give them the space in the room to kind of do what they need to do and make it a learning lesson. But also remember to give them the support to know that when things are going left, they can bring you in. That is when you want to help. That is when you want to help drive things and have that conversation. But you can do it when time makes sense and that they're trusting you to help them, not you trying to control every little movement that they make when I was a consultant and I was working on you know you're in the middle of a production issue you're trying to triage and fix and find out what's going on as fast as you can and you're plugging and going and if you have a project manager over your back going hey what's what's wrong here hey what's the problem here I can't focus on what I'm trying to execute next if I'm constantly having to tell you something one time I turned around to my manager and said I will give you an update when I have an update and his smart ass said and I'll keep asking for an update till I get the update I want I had to one stop and calm down because I was finna cuss his ass out but what I had to realize is he is getting pressure from somebody else so I politely stopped what I was doing turned around and politely told him hey I am trying my hardest to figure out what's going wrong I, however, feel additional stress and an insecurity if you're constantly watching over me. You're not giving me the room to execute what I need to. I promise I will provide you with an update once I learn something. Even if that update is, hey, I've tried this, this, and this, and it didn't give me the answer I'm looking for. However, I will be able to give you those things when I feel comfortable, but you have to give me the room to figure it out. If it makes sense for you to hear me talk through what I'm looking for, talk through what I'm seeing out loud, I can try to do that, but it will also slow me down. But it is your preference. But I need something quickly to alleviate what's happening here because this isn't working. And you know what? When I was calm, when I shared what the problem was, he was like, okay, listen, they're trying to figure out what's going on. I keep getting pressed. I will let them know there's no update. And I will wait for you to let me know. And that worked out. I also could have gotten him to be sassy and short again and been like, well, I'm just going to keep asking you. And I was going to say, then this is also going to continue to slow down the process. But I understand that that's how you want to operate and then continue to do my job. And then escalated that bugger up somewhere else once the, you know, the pressure was off and we got it past it because I can't work under those conditions nor will I ever feel like I'm stuck in some sort of situation where I will. You and I are not 
operating on the same way. Your management style does not fit my work ethic. And therefore, we need to find a solution that may be moving me teams. That may be moving you teams. That may be me having to quit. But all I can do is communicate to the people at my best ability what my problems are, how I see a fix. And if no one wants to treat that, that's when you start pulling up the LinkedIn job search and you get to Glassdoor and figuring out where your next move is. Because at the worst, if I'm communicating where there's a problem and you're not listening or you're not trying to alleviate it, that means you don't care about me and my process or that we're just not a good fit to work together. And that's fine. I will find a way to figure it out. Millennials, we are the queens of dropping a job when it don't make sense. Make sure that you're protecting your mental space. Sometimes, yes, you will have a bad manager or a bad fit. And the answer isn't always just quit. But there is a way to communicate these things. Having conversations, slowing it down, looking into what's the best way for me to tackle this problem with, with something that's in my control. You can't control everything. Just how your micromanaging manager can't control everything on your end either. And that there is the key to it all. So with that said, that's all I have for you guys this week. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you guys for sending in topics. I really love to see a lot of the same things coming from people because it sounds like we're kind of all going through a similar phase in life. And so it's fun to see that. So if you do have other topics that you want to go over, please shoot them to me at the corporate Courtney podcast at gmail.com. Or you can find me on social media at underscore corporate court. And until next time. Toodles.